person in this room than anywhere else. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the Guy. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Start of the work weekend. Charlemagne, you're back. Yes, I am. Should I tell the people Happy New Year or does it matter at this point? You might as well wait for Chinese New Year now. When is that? February 16th. Okay, I'll wait till then. When's Black History Month then? And then it'll be Black Panther Month as well, so... But you, might, you might as well tell them. This is your first Happy day New Year. What's happening, people? What's going on? Look who's back. Yes, I don't know why y'all came back a week early, but hey. We didn't no, feel- we came back on time, actually. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. Yep, you t- I took my vacation day. Listen, I had a great time because we actually came back on my birthday. We had some great food. We had a party. We, we sure fun. did. Ran right into a, a cyclone. What do they call that thing? A bomb cyclone? I don't <laughs> know what it was. It was disgusting. That's what it was. Well, I was in Grenada during that time. Drop on the clues bombs for Grenada. Okay, and, and, I was on the next Caribbean island minding my damn business. And you got stuck out there for a couple of days, right? I mean, if you want to call it that. If you want to call it I getting stuck. stuck on a Caribbean island like Grenada, cool. But yeah, I did. I was out there until Saturday. I was supposed to come back Thursday. Came back Saturday. How Saturday was Grenada? Night. Tell us about Grenada. I've never been. Grenada's nice. It's cool. It's a Caribbean island. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a spice island. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they're responsible for one third of the world's nutmeg, and they have a lot of other spices, like, you know, just a lot of natural spices. I don't know. I'm, I'm hooked on soursop tea now. Okay. <laughs> and just soursop in general, soursop juice, soursop tea. It's a, uh, it's a fruit that helps, like, fight cancer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sourcehops uh, are great for you. Yeah, inflammation of the body. Okay. And, and it helps, you know, the tea helps you sleep. It helps you relax very well. So, really? It's yeah. a Caribbean thing. Oh. Yeah, so I bought back a lot of that because when I posted it on Instagram, a lot of my peoples was hitting me up like, bring me some of, some of that sourcehop tea back. Okay. Dr. C.B. Dr. Sebi swears by it. C.B. <laughs> Is CB? CB, Dr. CB, CB, CB yeah. well, let's rest in peace. Actually. Rest in peace, Dr. CB, <laughs> yes. yeah. But yeah, I had a great well, time in Grenada. Back. Salute to Amanda Seals. That's her homeland. You know, I always see her on the gram out there. So that's what made me say, you know what, I'm going to go out there. This, this, that's, that's the family vacation for this year. That's dope. Yes. All right. Well, welcome mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. I had a birthday party on Friday in the midst of all this activity mm-hmm. with the weather and everything. But we had a, actually, we had a great time. It was incredible. It was a day party. It was a, uh, it was a Ferris Bueller's Day Off theme type of party. So basically, it was on a Friday at 2. Everybody cut out of work. Mm-hmm. Most people did not go back. I, I, I'm sure. They were probably <laughs> drinking too much. And that was for you and Angie Martinez. Yes, oh, me Angie and Angie birthdays. Martinez celebrated mm-hmm. together. So you mean them pictures I saw was in the daytime? Yeah, yeah that was daytime. It was at 2 o'clock. More people in New York need to get jobs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people there with jobs. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Paul Rosenberg was there. Mm-hmm. Thea Mitchell he ain't got a there. job yet. Yes, he does. When did he start? Yeah, he started last he week. Started. Oh, he started, he started last week. Oh, okay. started Def Jam. President yeah. Def Jam last week. And Tina was there. A lot of people were in there. So um, shout out to Elliot Wilson came by. He okay. definitely don't have a job. <laughs> Biggs came by. Oh, he got a job. Big's got a job. Oh, he's the only one that has a job? That's the only person you've missed. <laughs> oh, and Thea. And Thea, yeah, Thea, yeah. Thea, yeah. That's our boss. Yes. She has a she job. Definitely has a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and shout out to, uh, I went out to uh, Jade 60. It's a new restaurant in Manhattan. Very dope restaurant. It's from the founder of Philippe Chow's. He opened up his new restaurant. It's an amazing restaurant. So he invite, invited all you guys. So next time you're in town and you want to go, you can come through. 
I'm not doing nothing till I remember my password. You know, you've been gone from work for you don't so remember long. Your, okay, I can't remember none of my passwords to get into my computer. Nothing. My goodness. Jesus. Well, let's Christ. get the show cracker. Front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about Fire and Fury. As you guys know, that book came out early on Friday. Well, we'll give you. Uh, some information on what's been going on since that book came out. All right, we'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. All right, well, let's get into some front-page news. Now, if you watch NFL, if you watch football, Charlamagne, do you? Um, no. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I haven't watched all year. I'm, I've taken a knee. I'm standing with okay. Cap. All right. Almost forgot what the hashtag was, by the way. Stand, standing with Cap. Well, Tennessee beat uh, Kansas City yesterday. Atlanta Falcons beat the L.A. Uh, the Rams. Jacksonville Jaguars beat Buffalo Bills. And New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers. I heard it's the playoffs, though. It is the playoffs. Now, behind the scenes, you came in here really excited about the Titans coming back. Yeah, well, you know what it was? It was they were down, I think, like 21-3. And, I, you know, I turned the game off, and they came back <laughs> oh, and so won. Oh, you are watching football. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I browse. Oh, okay, I browse. okay, okay. I okay, browse. Okay. Every once in a while, I just see what's going on, see All if they're right. taking these or what's going on. I am happy for the Jaguars, though, you know, because I only know one Jacksonville Jaguar fan, and that's my guy, <laughs> Little Duval. I don't yeah. know. I don't know any other Jaguars fans. I'm happy that they won a playoff game. This has to be the first time they've won a playoff game ever. Right. And tonight, Is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh. I've never seen them in the playoffs, but Alabama plays uh, Georgia tonight for the national championship in college. That you can watch with no guilt. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about what you want to start. Donald Trump? Yeah, I mean, the Fire and Fury publisher is now rushing to print more books. Uh, That's Michael Wolff's book, Fire and Fury, Inside the Trump White House. And there's been a lot of controversy. Obviously, Donald Trump is saying this is all fake news. But I guess all that controversy has made that book number one. It's been number one on Amazon's bestsellers list since Wednesday. That's when the first excerpts from the book, and we talked about that here on The Breakfast Club, were uh, first listed and published online. So that ebook, of course, is available, but it's damn near impossible right now to get a hardcover copy of the book. Amazon is saying that there's a two to four week wait, although they could ship those out sooner if the printing schedule allows it. I know at Barnes & Noble there were some issues with shipping, so people were disappointed when they went in there to try to get the book on Friday and they couldn't get it. The book wasn't supposed to even be on sale until tomorrow, but because, you know, Donald Trump was trying to do the cease and desist and all of that, they rushed to put it out on Friday. Now, one person who's had some uh, fallout is former White House Chief Strategist Steve Bannon. Now, he said he regretted not responding sooner to comment that he made that were critical of Donald Trump Jr. in that book. He said, uh, Donald Trump Jr. is both a patriot and a good man. This is his statement now. He has been relentless in his advocacy for his father and the agenda that has helped turn our country around. I regret that my delay in responding to the inaccurate reporting regarding Don Jr. has diverted attention from the president's historical accomplishments. So all kinds of fallout. Uh, Here is some more. Uh, fallout. Donald Trump, by the way, has said that he's a very stable genius and he's been calling Steve Bannon Sloppy Steve. He tweeted out, actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. Here's what else he had to say about being really smart. I went to uh, the best colleges or college. I had a situation where I was a very excellent student, came out, made billions and billions of dollars, became one of the top business people, went to television, and for 10 years was a tremendous success, as you probably have heard. Uh, Ran for president one time and won. And then I hear this guy that uh, does not know me, by the way, did not interview me for three hours in the White House. But I don't know this man. What the hell is that? uh, Sloppy Steve brought him into the White House quite a bit. I don't have any idea what's going on right now, okay? Uh, But I do (laughs) know that we got to stop saying Oprah 2020 because of Donald Trump. If that's the reason you're saying Oprah 2020, then the bar is very, very, very low. 
Okay, and I do remember Donald Trump running for president before. That is one lie I heard in what he said just now. Didn't he run for president he ran before? One time. I think he did before yeah. as well. So what does he mean? He only ran once and got it on the first try. That's not accurate. I'm All sure right, 90, so if you 90%. You get your hands on that book, though. No, I'm not interested in reading it. I sent you guys the book. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah, she sent it to me, too. Oh, okay. I the got Fire the... and Fury? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I might read it if it's just laying around somewhere. <laughs> I, I, all I can say is for the past couple of weeks, man, being on vacation, I have not heard the words Trump. I have not heard the words Trump administration. I have not thought about it, and my life has been better for it. Well, just welcome now, back to reality. Exactly. Just now, my energy level just went way down just hearing him speak. Well, by the way, there was one winning ticket for the $570 million Powerball jackpot, and that was sold in New Hampshire. New so Hampshire. Somebody made some money. I think $352 million they get after taxes. Well, I guarantee they're 97 years old. It always, it, it never <laughs> fails. It's always a 97-year-old white woman, and they're going to die in a few years. The day before that, there was another single ticket that was sold in Florida, and that mm-hmm. was a $450 million uh, Mega Millions grand prize. That's a lot of bread. Well, congratulations to that. I thought you was going to play. Did you play? I forgot to play. All okay. right. My last front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend, a bad night. Or maybe you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Leslie. What's your name? Leslie. Hey, get it off your chest. <laughs> Leslie, Leslie, you got a fat tongue, my G. <laughs> That's a girl. No, it's not. It's a guy. It's a guy or girl? It's a fat guy. gay guy. No, it's a girl. I told y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get it off your chest. Sounds like a fat gay guy to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm mad this morning because when I went to Checkers, it was closed. Oh, you went to Checkers this morning. So I was right about at least you being fat. Stop <laughs> it. Not nice. I'm not fat. Checkers serve breakfast? You went to Checkers at 6 a.m.? Yeah, Checkers usually be open this time of morning. But some reason that was cold. You think they, they do they sell breakfast? I didn't know they sell breakfast. I didn't breakfast. know they serve breakfast. No, they don't sell breakfast, but they sell. <laughs> so why would they right, be open? Right, okay. Oh how much do you weigh? They usually do. I went there one time and it was open. At 6 a.m.? How, how much you weigh, ma? I weigh. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose that information. Well, I just want you to know that it's a new year issue. It should be a new you. Uh, this is the time of year where the gyms are really, really packed until March. <laughs> I think you need to go in there and be a part of that number. <laughs> Oh, okay, then. All right, Have a blessed day. All right, Leslie. My you goodness. Know how fat you got to be to go All to right, check this fat. time of morning, but <laughs> then but then call nice. the Breakfast Club and complain about them not being open. God damn it. Hello, who's this? Good morning, good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Fred from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, checking in with you. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, hey, Andy. Welcome back, God. Welcome Fred, back, God. They said What's it was up, negative brother? 20 degrees last week. Is that true? Yes, sir, it was, but we know where we're at. We got we to gotta bundle up. We know where we're at. It is what it is. We got to bundle up. Keep it Why are you calling, brother? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm making it, brother. I'm making it. Keep praying for me. A couple things real quick. Give me 30 seconds. I just want to say welcome back, Uncle Shala. We see that uh, you, it was your turn to spend some of that change for change money. Now we waiting on Miss E to get her, her, her share <laughs> I'm in. No way. I didn't get no change for change. Yeah. I didn't even go anywhere. Make it happen. And the second thing I wanted to say was it's 2018, but I haven't heard anybody that's on the platform raise awareness about uh, the injustice these CACs been treating us for over 400 years. And for those listeners who do not know what a CAC is, 
I need Uncle Sala or M. Easy to please tell us where the CAC is this morning. Oh, crack ass cracker. Thank you so much. I love y'all. Have a good one, Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. We back, baby. Uh-huh. Get it off we your chest. back, you white devils. 800 <laughs> If you're upset, you need to vent, or if you want to spread some positivity, you can do so as well. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Erica Merrillis calling from Green Acres Mall Security, doing a double 16 hour shift. Green Acres Mall, Valley Stream, Long Island. Look at Al. you, working hard. Yes, Al. They said that mall looks nice now. When I was a kid, that was the hood mall. I know. <laughs> it's nice. Everything upgraded. I was like, yes, Century 21 is there. I'm there every day. Oh, that's day. my spot. All right. Well, get it off your chest, <laughs> yes. mama. Okay. Well, I'm basically blessed and mad at the same time because I'm blessed because I have an awesome job and I'm getting money. So that's always a blessing. Get that money. Yes. And I'm mad because I almost got the man that I wanted. I mean, he was making mad money at the airport, American Airlines. Uh-huh. And um, we both basically got disconnected. And I'm so blessed because I'm very independent. Wait, what happened? You got disconnected. He was the man of your yeah. dreams, but you just let him go? Yeah. Yeah. We stopped talking because I'm very, like, you know, independent. And, um... I guess men get offended. Men get offended by independent women? Who told you that lie, boo-boo? <laughs> I don't know. I got everything on my own, so. Why couldn't it be that your box might have been trash? Oh, nah, I'm sure her he box never even trash. got to. <laughs> you never even got to face this, so. Oh, well, now we know the problem. How long were y'all talking? He, he got issues, all right? He's a cancer, and I'm a Sagittarius. I don't play that. First of all, I'm a cancer. My wife is a Sagittarius. What do you say? Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so yes. I'm going to be honest with you, boo. It has nothing to do with astrological science. It's probably just you. You need to call him today. And Tell also, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with making a man feel like you need him, even if it's just emotionally, just like you want to be there for him when he needs you as a shoulder to lean on. That doesn't mean that you're weak or anything. I know. I showed him that. But like I said, cancer's got issues. Okay? <laughs> Could you stop saying that, please? My goodness. There's, I'm a, there's cancer. a cancer right here. She might be right. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, what's up, Trev? Hey. Hi, Trev. Solomon. Hey, sis. What's happening? <laughs> Welcome back, my brother. What's going on? Thank you, brother. <laughs> Solomon, I'm going to let you know that you're not, you're not fat no more, so when you do Instagram videos, you can take your shirt off when you're on vacation. Oh, oh you want to see out. that, Trev? <laughs> no, 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 wait. No, nobody wants to see his shirt. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've never been fat, sir. Just want to throw that out there. You got a boo, Trev. You better stop. <laughs> but I'm going to let y'all know I'm calling because I'm black. And I just want to talk about Oprah Winfrey's speech. And it was so inspiring. And she is so amazing. And I'm glad she said what she said about the whole Me Too thing. Charlamagne, did some lady kind of like try you up on on your career path up? Did some... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Expose her, Charlamagne. We're not letting I, that slide in 2018. What's I could her start, I could start the Me 3 movement if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Me 3. Please, stupid. Thank oh, you, Trav. Okay. Charlamagne. <laughs> but, all right, so y'all have a good day. All right, Trav. Right, you too. All right, get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Well, I'm glad Trav brought it up because we are going to talk about Oprah Winfrey's speech last night at the Golden Globe Awards. So, and, and I know. Y'all gonna love that. Great speech, but everybody needs to simmer down with the 2020 Oprah for president talks. That would be lovely. No, it wouldn't. Stop it. We'll get into it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Let's get to the rooms. Let's talk Oprah. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, at the 75th Golden Globe Awards last night, there were a lot of firsts. Oprah was the first black woman to win the Cecil B. DeMille Award for her lifetime achievement. Mm -hmm. And she gave a speech that everybody is talking about today. Here's part of that speech for you. Speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. And I'm especially proud and inspired by all the women who have felt strong enough to speak up and share their personal stories. Each of us in this room are celebrated because of the stories that we tell. And this year, we became the story. But it's not just a story affecting the entertainment industry. It's one that transcends any culture, geography, race, religion, politics, or workplace. Amazing speech. I was sitting there with my 10-year-old niece and 9-year-old daughter watching that. I felt like a collection plate needed to be passed around after hearing her speak. Now, Oprah Winfrey also talked about Reese Taylor. She's a civil rights figure who was abducted and raped by six white men in Alabama back in 1944. She just passed away in December. She was 97 years old. And she talked about the Me Too movement and the Time's Up. That was the theme for last night. You saw a lot of women were wearing all black. A lot of men were wearing the Time's Up pin to help commemorate the theme for the evening. And Time's Up is more than just, uh, you know, wearing all black, but it also was a protest, and they were already uh, also raising money. They raised more than $15 million, and the goal of that is a defense fund for victims of sexual misconduct in the workplace. All right, here's some more of Oprah from last night. So I want all the girls watching here now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, it will be because of a lot of magnificent women and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. I know one thing. When Oprah said, time's up, it felt like when I was a kid and my father would yell for me to come here. And at first you shook. Because you're not sure if you did nothing or not, but then you realize you're good because you didn't do nothing. Right. That's how I felt. Now, some of the first last night were for Aziz Ansari. He was the first Asian-American actor to win for Best Leading Performance in a TV comedy from Master of None, which he's a co-creator for also. Mm -hmm. And Sterling K. Brown, he picked up his award for his role in This Is Us. He's the first black actor to win a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a TV Drama. Now, check out his speech. Throughout the majority of my career, I have benefited from colorblind casting, which means, you know what, hey, let's throw a brother in this role, right? But Dan Fogelman, you wrote a role for a black man that could only be played by a black man. And so what I appreciate so much about this thing is that I'm being seen for who I am and being appreciated for who I am. And it makes it that much more difficult to dismiss me or dismiss anybody who looks like me. So thank you, Dan. Thank you, Hollywood Film Press. Peace. I'm not thanking the white man for finally waking up. I'm thanking the white man for finally doing what he should have been doing all of these years, which is writing diverse roles. Not doing that. Knock it off. Well, Sterling K. Brown can say whatever he wants in his speech. You know, he was adopted by a white family also. He talked about feeling like he wasn't really part of... Mm -hmm, the family? Yeah. All right. Well, just 
just a weird feeling of being a black man adopted by a white family. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. When we come back, we got front page news. We'll tell you about your president, Donald Trump. So keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, sports, if you watch uh, NFL. You understand it with cap ball season? If he wasn't standing with cap all season. Now, hold on. By the way, if mm-hmm. you have not, if you've been boycotting the NFL all season, does the mm-hmm. playoffs count too? Or do you have to call another boycott for the playoffs? Now, you got to do the whole thing. Playoffs, Super Bowl, and everything. Okay. All right. Now, let's uh, talk about the playoffs. Tennessee Titans beat Kansas City. Atlanta Falcons beat the Rams. Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills. And the Saints beat the Panthers. All right. Now, also tonight, in college, Alabama plays Georgia for the national championship. All right. Now, let's talk about your president. All right. Well, Michael Wolff's new book, Fire and Fury, inside the Trump White House, is causing all kinds of fire and fury for the White House. Now, it's been number one on Amazon's bestsellers list. It wasn't supposed to come out until tomorrow, but the publisher rushed it out on Friday just because Donald Trump was trying to do a whole cease and desist. But once those excerpts actually leaked last week, that's when that book shot to number one on the bestsellers list. Now, one person who's been getting hell is Steve Bannon. He did an interview and he talked about Donald Trump Jr. He said said the 2016 Trump Tower meeting between Trump campaign officials, including Trump Jr. and former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort and a Russian lawyer purportedly offering damaging information about Hillary Clinton was treasonous. And he also has some statements that were very denigrating to the president. Now, since then, Steve Bannon has said that Donald Trump Jr. is both a patriot and a good man. And he went on to talk about the president and call him a friend and a great man, so on and so forth. So he's definitely moonwalking out of the statements that he made in the book. Now, who is the person that's doing this money grab with this book? Because it hasn't even been a year yet. Has it been a year since Donald Trump's been in the White House? Has it? Okay, it's been a year. It's been just a year. Like, why wouldn't you wait until the term was over to drop this I mean, fire a, and fury. There's a lot going on. There's other books out too, by the way, about the you know his presidency. So why not? Because it's actually he did over 200 interviews. So he talked to people that formerly worked with the president, people who work for him now, and really sat down and went into the White House and got these. So why not release that information? Yeah, because things could change in the next year. Or so, but I and guess then he'll, he write another yeah, book. He'll drop part another two. book. Exactly. Exactly. Now, according to Donald Trump, he went on Twitter and said, "Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart." Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. Here's what else he had to say, clarifying those statements. I went to uh, the best colleges for college. I had a situation where I was a very excellent student, came out, made billions and billions of dollars, became one of the top business people, went to television and for 10 years was a tremendous success, as you probably have heard, uh, ran for president one time and won. And then I hear this guy that uh, does it not know me, by the way, did not interview me for three hours in the White House. But I don't know this man. I guess uh, Sloppy Steve brought him into the White House quite a bit. All right. That was a shot at Steve Bannon, of course, as you know. So, you know, I'm going to check out that book. I can't wait to read it because I was reading the excerpts last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. And it's not just about his time in the White House. It's like before the White House also. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another crazy story. A police chief was arrested in an undercover child sex sting. What happened was there was an ad, dominant male police officer seeks fun, discreet sub playmate. That's what he posted. And that's when a alleged... He ran an ad? Yeah. <laughs> what? 
How crazy is that? The police officer, the police chief, actually got a response from a girl who was supposed to be a 14-year-old girl, and that age didn't mm-hmm. bother him. He actually responded, everyone has to have a first time. My you would goodness. just have to get me naked tomorrow. It was Michael William Diebold. He was a police chief in Leechburg, Pennsylvania. What would make now, him of course think it's it okay to run an ad? I don't know. In response to a girl who said she was 14 years old, but was really, of course, a special agent for the state attorney general's Bureau of Criminal Investigations. So he did go try to meet with the fictional girl. Instead, he was met by fellow law enforcement officers. He was arrested. He faces several charges, including unlawful contact with a minor related to sexual offenses. I'm going back on vacation. I'm not ready for all this. No, okay. can't go back. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. Between like how Donald stupid Trump, are you? You yeah. put out an ad saying that you're a male police officer. I'm not. This between Donald Trump and that guy right there, I'm not ready to be back yet. My I need a little more time to uh-huh. ease, ease back in. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, a lot of people have been talking on social media last night. 800-585-105. A lot of y'all was being ridiculous last night on social Should media. Oprah run for president. Oh, God. Listen, you know I'm a pinky hey, Smith. Hey, hey, we'll Free talk Nose about Carter. it when we come back. We'll talk about it when All we right. come back. Okay. 800-585-1051. Should Oprah Winfrey run oh, for president? Stop that it. is the question. Stop it. We'll talk about it when we come back. We'll take your calls. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking Oprah Winfrey last night. She gave an amazing speech. We have amazing, a speech. incredible. So I want all the girls watching here now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, It will be because of a lot of magnificent women and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. Now, because of that speech, a lot of people think that Oprah should run for president. And we're taking your calls, and we want to hear from you. 800-585-1051. What do you guys think? I personally would love to have Oprah Winfrey be our president of the United States, personally. Mm -hmm. I think it would be incredible. I think given everything that's been going on in our country, seeing how men have been messing things up. And, you know, I think before Barack Obama, she wasn't that into politics. But then when she put her stamp on him and decided to help him run for president, and then she put her stamp on Hillary Clinton, she has been a lot more involved in politics. And... You know, I think uh, she constitutionally can do it. I mean, she's a U.S. born, I mean, um, yeah, U.S. born citizen. Apparently, there's not, like, much qualification. And that's the problem. After you see Donald Trump, there's not much qualification. I don't don't like the Oprah for 2020 talks because it's an insult to the greatness of God's only begotten daughter, Oprah Winfrey. Look where we are now. Because you are only saying she should be president because the current bar for president is so low. And if you think Oprah can be president simply because Donald Trump is president, you're right. But you're looking at this all wrong, okay? I've said it once and I'll say it again. Donald Trump is the greatest case for optimism ever when it comes to being president of the United States of America because he's a man with zero qualifications. He has no manners whatsoever. But I don't know if you all have noticed it's been a total disaster thus far. We don't need another celebrity in chief in the White House, okay? No. We need somebody with some political well, see, experience stupid, to be the leader of the free world. Trump is just dumb. He's stupid. He has no qualification when it comes to that. But we don't know if Oprah Winfrey does. Like you said, she's been... Uh, what, do you mean we don't know? what do you mean we don't know if Oprah does? She has, she's, never been, she's never done any politics. Okay. She's never been a political figure anywhere. What do you mean we don't know if okay, she has qualifications? Okay, but she's been dibbling, dabbling politics. But I but Trump say, is just stupid. What do you call Dibble and Dabble? Interviewing them? Well, I can run then. We've interviewed presidential what, candidates. Hold on, hold on. You, you, you have a felony. You can't be 
can't be it. No, but, please. But <laughs> Donald Trump is just stupid. Can we agree on that? But, he just goes. But a lot of people but, like Donald Trump because they felt like he was a businessman. He was a mogul. But not only Stop that, it. Oprah has no connection. She doesn't need any support from any groups, the gun groups, the this groups, to that groups. Donald shouldn't be the bar is what I'm trying to tell y'all. The bar, no the way, bar no for president is too low. If, you, if, 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 if low. we were talking about Oprah being president after Barack, cool. We were talking about Oprah being president even after uh, George Bush, cool. But not after Donald Trump. The bar is too low. That's the only reason we think that she could do it. NBA, you're a New York Knicks fan. Correct. If they were to announce tomorrow Oprah Winfrey was going to be the coach of the New York Knicks, you would be calling for James Dolan to step down as owner of the Knicks. We don't know how nice Oprah is. Oprah might know basketball oh, really good. shut up. We you, don't know how nice Oprah be, is. But, Oprah might be watching games and be like, you know, by the, the way, Sunday quarterback yeah, at home, yeah, she might be no doing doubt. that by the basketball. Way, New York Knicks fans, the same people who booed and said Phil Jackson should be fired when Porzingis was drafted, are going to be willing to have Oprah Winfrey as the coach of the Knicks. Shut your hypocritical asses up. Well. She has no know. experience. She's never coached before. But you have no problem with her being president. She That's might ridiculous. Have a wicked jump shot. This is America, mm -hmm. man. The presidency of the United States is not a popularity contest. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Kazaya. Kazaya, K E Z I A H. All right, I'll let Thanks you for say. It. That. Yep. Now, should <laughs> Oprah run for president? Um, okay, so I think that the thought is not. I don't think that there's the problem with her. It would be all right for a female of color. Oprah being, isn't she the richest, like, you know, sort of What are you talking I about? I can't hear you. And by the way, if you want a woman of color to run for president, look no further than Kamala Harris. I keep trying to tell y'all that. Nigel. Yes. Should Oprah run for president? No, I say she shouldn't. Why? My my biggest reason, man, like I said, I just wish the world wake up, man. It's, it's going to be another Obama in there, another black person to point the finger at. I mean, if people don't realize that you running for president, you still don't run this world. You don't control it. It's it's, it's that higher money, man. Them euros. It's it's it's, it's those people that's higher up. Hey, Oprah got money. Even people like <laughs> that. Hey, Oprah got money. Yeah, she got money, and, and her money ain't helping. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna help do no difference. So all that Jay Z can run. If you want to say that, you know, money, yeah, she might be up there on that ladder. I don't with think Jay Z's eligible. Not, they're not gonna let her. They're not gonna let her do anything, man. She might as well stick to making her Michelini dinners and stuff that she's doing. Leave it alone. You know, I, I, I would have loved to have seen uh, Michelle in there. Michelle, I mean, no, she still wouldn't have made no difference. But she, she, she's a strong voice. She's, she's, you're not making she's no sense. You're not making no sense. You're not making no sense. Oprah's a strong voice, too. You're not making no sense, bro, bro. My goodness. 800 585 Should Oprah run for president? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Post Malone with Rockstar. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, we're talking Oprah. She gave an amazing speech last night. And we're asking, do you think she should run for president? Absolutely not, uh, because it's an insult to the greatness of God's only begotten daughter, Oprah Winfrey, because you're only saying she should be president because the current bar for president is so low. I think she could. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, MV? This is Marley D. What's going on? Uh, Marley D., what's up? We're talking Oprah. You think Oprah for, should run for president? I definitely think she should run for president, man. I think it's time. I think it's two females that have an actual opportunity of winning, and that might be Michelle Obama and Oprah. At this point... Mm -hmm. That can get the vote. Definitely Beyonce too, um, Charlemagne. I definitely. Stop, okay, man. No, 
I think more of it is, are you going through anything? Are you okay? Are you healthy? I'm with you. Like, talk, talk a little nice. Act like you care about me, Word. and I'm not just some type of... If they told Chloe she was hurting the brand, what was Rob doing then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeez. You know why they didn't care about Rob? Because he's a fat-ass man. The women in that family are what keeps the, 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 the mill going. I'm pretty sure they probably told Rob the same thing. Oh, please. Hey, no, listen. They didn't. I'm pretty sure they're embarrassed about a lot of things that have happened with him. I'm sure they felt like him even having that baby with Black it's China was hurting the brand. It's all about the women in that brand's physical appearance that keep that brand going. So, yes, Chloe, you were hurting the brand. All right. Now, O.J. Simpson is suing the Cosmopolitan daddy, allegedly. in Las Vegas. <laughs> now, back in November, he got thrown out. They said that he was belligerent. He was drunk. He mm-hmm. was disruptive. He was breaking glasses at the bar. But now, according to O.J. Simpson's lawyer, they just didn't want him in there. They said that according to his parole officer, he took drug and alcohol tests. Those came back negative after the event. Now, he also says that police found OJ was not acting as the hotel staff alleged after reviewing surveillance footage, and that ban has still stood. So they said he has been on perfect behavior since he's been on parole. According to OJ Simpson's lawyer, he says that OJ Simpson was simply having dinner with a friend and was completely surprised and confused by the Cosmopolitan's harsh treatment of him. They said there was malice and racial prejudice at play as he was singled out amongst his non-African American friends. Well, there's cameras everywhere in casinos, so I'm sure they could definitely see what what exactly happened. Right. So I don't know if he. Uh, we'll see. But he's trying to get some money now out of this situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one of my favorite shows is coming back to television March 1st, and that show is Atlanta. So. As you guys know, by the way, congratulations to Donald Glover, who had his second baby. Congrats to him. His girlfriend, Michelle. Yeah, drop on the clues bombs for Atlanta season two. Caught a commercial for that last night during the Golden Globes, actually. Yes, they have a trailer that's out right now. And it's called Robin Season. So the second season is titled Robin Season. When asked about that, they said people have to get Christmas gifts. So it's a time where a robbery will go. You might get your package stolen from the front porch. They also said that the neighbor got their car stolen out of the driveway when they were shooting the second season. It's just a very tense and desperate time. So they're talking about a time in Atlanta right before Christmas and New Year's when there's an uptick in crime. So that's why it's called Robin Season. They also said they were inspired by Tiny Toons Adventures, the animated comedy from the early 90s. Classic right there. He said, uh, we talked a lot about how I spent my summer vacation by Tiny Toons. It was a show they all liked. They said it was kind of an inspiration for season two, and it was the writer's favorite as kids. So they said, according to what they're planning to do for this new season, they're saying that you could basically watch them in installments. Even if you miss an episode, you'll still be able to follow because it's separate installments. But it's a lot better when you watch them all together, but you can enjoy them even if you miss one Mm. and go back and watch it. So I'm excited for season two, nonetheless, of Atlanta. Robin season. All right, and Kevin Gates, he's supposed to be getting out of jail on Wednesday. Now, according to his attorney, once he is released... He's planning to devote some time and resources to talking to troubled teens and talking about anecdotes from his own life. He wants to make sure these kids don't have the same pitfalls that he did growing up. He's going to reach out to various organizations like the Boys and Girls Club and talk about some decisions that he made that he regrets. So there you have it. He served nine months out of a 30-month sentence, and he'll be released on parole. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout out Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, donkey today is going to H&M. We need them to come to the front of the oh, congregation. Lord. First uh, donkey of the 2018. Did I say that right? First donkey of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. H&M. All right. We'll do it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's 
time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Good morning. Uh, donkey of the Day for Monday, January 8th goes to clothing giant H&M. First donkey of the day of 2018, okay? Let's start with that good hot-button topic called racism. <laughs> now, H&M is being accused of racism after featuring a photo of a young black boy wearing a coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie. A real black boy, too. I mean, a little dark-skinned, right. little chocolate tender. Okay. Right now, now, it's some culturally clueless people out there right now wondering, wondering what's the problem. Well, monkey is a racial slur used towards black people, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, in fact, the full term, if I'm not mistaken, is porch monkey. All right, that term has been used by crack-ass crackers for years in order to degrade black people. Now, the hoodie is available at the store's United Kingdom page. If you're watching us on Revolt, I'm sure you can see it. Uh, a British-based organization advocating for more inclusion in the fashion industry called Models for Diversity was one of many groups questioning how the photo made it through marketing teams and out into the world. Well, I'll tell you how. Because H&M, like many other corporations, uh, many other corporate companies, are staffed with a bunch of culturally clueless people who have no idea what's going on outside of their own little bubbles. Do I think H&M was being purposely racist? No, I don't. But everyone in there is clearly so tone deaf that no one looked at the picture and said, you know, instead of having a young black man in a hoodie that says, coolest monkey in the jungle, let's put him in something else. In fact, on the website, it is a, the, the young black guy and a young white guy. And the young, the young white guy has on a hoodie that says, mangrove jungle official survival expert. A simple switch of hoodies would have caused any controversy from erupting, but when you have culturally clueless people in these positions who don't know how to have sympathy or empathy for anybody but people who look like them, they will miss things like this, okay? See, corporations have to stop talking about being more diverse and actually start being diverse. Either there were no black people in the room or they got to go along to get along black people in there who don't want to rock the boat because they don't want to lose their position, so they don't say anything. By the way, I hate you kind of Negroes. Okay, by the way, you are more dangerous than the culturally clueless people working there because y'all know better and don't say anything, all right? Y'all know better and don't do better. Now, the image was seen by a blogger named Stephanie Yaboa. She noticed it, took a screen capture of it, sent it out, and it went viral. One, two, three. H&M, do you realize how easy it was for her to spot that? that that image wasn't right, okay? Same way that young lady noticed how offensive it was immediately is the same way someone of the culture would have noticed that if you actually had someone of the culture working in your corporation. Now look, if you aren't going to do diversity hires, how about do focus blogs? Show people outside of these companies the images before you blast them to the world. Measure twice so you will only have to cut once, okay? Now H&M has apologized. And they said the image has now been removed from all H&M channels, and they apologize to anyone this may have offended. Do you accept their apology? Huh, Angela? I don't That's know. That's a no. Envy, do yeah. you accept your apology? <laughs> no. No, okay. Well, after their apology. It now, has once, to be more than that. Yeah, but, but once again, do I think H&M's intention was to be racist? No. But intention doesn't matter in this case. Impact does. The impact has already been done. No need to discuss intention in this situation. Let's discuss the impact of not having a diverse room of people. Intention doesn't matter because all H&M did was further the marginalization and oppression of a community that historically has been marginalized and oppressed. H&M, I would tell you to do better, but the damage has already been done. 
Please give H&M the biggest hee-haw, please. <coughs> Intention does not always matter, okay? Sometimes you just have to look at the impact of a situation. I wonder um, if right? his parents saw that and thought something was wrong with That's it. what I was thinking. Like, he's, he's what? Eight years old? He had to come to the shoot with his parents. His parents didn't see the shirt? Probably just his mom. If I had to take oh, see, a wild you know guess. You see, if I had to take what? a wild you know guess what? at it. Why? No, oh. it could have been his mom and dad. That's messed up. Okay. Well, all right. You don't, ask me, you don't ask me for my opinion. You, you know what? Forget it. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey. Maybe both of his parents were there. Yeah, right. okay. I'm sure. All right. all right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, let's talk Chris Brown and Kevin McCall. It seems like they got over into uh, got into it over the weekend. Now, what what happened? Give us the, 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 the details. Well, Kevin McCall was in the hospital because he had a gunshot wound in his foot. Mm-hmm. Now, some people were Somebody trying to say... shot Kevin McCall? Yeah, I don't know what happened. There was a rumor that he accidentally shot himself in the foot. And somebody asked him on Twitter, it says, Kevin McCall was shot in the foot, and rumor is it was Chris Brown's goons. That was another thing, what? another rumor that was going around that Chris Brown's goons shot him in the foot. Well, Kevin McCall responded, Chris Brown and his seed would be in a casket if he had anything to do with me being shot. Stop Chris Brown in his seed. Jeez. Talking about his daughter, royalty. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Kevin McCall. Talking like that, you deserve to get shot again in the other foot. Stop playing with rumors. Sheesh. I can't promise CB will make 29. I kept him alive seven years now in L.A. Don't take the humbleness you see in me as weakness. Chris wouldn't have a head to tattoo no, hold on. So you think that uh, telling somebody that you'll take out him and his seed, basically you'll kill him and his seed. Yes. You think that's not going to cause somebody to want to maybe do harm to you? What do you mean? You talking about yeah. Chris might, might not make it to 29. What makes you think that you might make it to whatever your age is about Now, to mind you, all this Chris Brown had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> somebody anything. on Twitter just Chris said, Brown was at Disney World. Rumor is that Chris Brown's goons had you shot. So... All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. Why would you even go that hard? I don't even understand what your point was. Now, now, if Chris Brown's goons did actually get him shot, I can see why he would say that, but why bring the kid into it? 800-585-1051. Did Kevin McCall go too far? That is the question. And Charlamagne, since you said that, you know, the next tweet was, I don't see what I said wrong. The Bible says an eye for an eye. Chris didn't do it, so don't bring his name up in my life and death situation because you're playing with gossip, but L.A. ain't a game. So he just says Chris Brown didn't do it. I don't all right. get it. I'm going back know. on vacation. All right, 800-585-1051. Well, we're talking Kevin McCall. It, was that foul for what he said? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. That was Notorious B.I.G. Mo Money, Mo Problems. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Kevin McCall, him and Chris Brown. I don't even want to say got into a beef. It just... They didn't. Chris Brown didn't even say anything to him. I guess it was a one-way beef. Explain to the people what happened to you. Well, Kevin McCall got shot in the foot, and somebody said on Twitter, Kevin McCall was shot in the foot, and rumor is it was Chris Brown goons. Kevin McCall responded, Chris Brown and his team would be in a casket if he had anything to do with me being shot. And then a lot of people went in on him. Him, and he said, I don't see what I said wrong. The Bible says an eye for an eye. Chris didn't do it, so don't bring his name up in my life and death situation because you're playing with gossip at L.A. ain't a game. Then he goes on to say, it's what people have tried to do in the past. The person who shot even tried to kill him for $500, and I fought him for it. So if someone does kill me for what I said, again, it's going to harm a lot of people for a long time. Don't try to make CB look gangster. Clown me and leave CB. I, th- I thought eye for an eye meant that whatever you do to me, I do back to and you. And he's saying he didn't do nothing to him. But even if, even if that was the case. If Chris Brown goons did have him shot, then you go get your goons to shoot Chris Brown. What does his kid got to do? Yeah, with? what does his child have to do? Once you start talking about somebody's kid like that, that's crazy. Now I mean, you know. Listen, was he wrong? Yeah, he was wrong. But there are some people out there like that who will take out your whole family if you yeah. do something wrong to them. And, and, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, it, you know, it, it depends how far it is. Like, if I'm Kevin McCall, right? 
and I'm with my son, and I get shot in the foot, and I'm with my son, then I'm oh, like, Kev was with his son. But I don't know if he was, but I don't know the situation. That's if I'm with my child. But if, if you just aim at me, then I gotta aim but back at you. But here's my whole thing: you you're saying that Chris Brown it. didn't even do anything. Why are you talking about him and his daughter? Period. I, I also feel like people that do stuff like that don't go on Twitter and talk about it. Hey man, I know I got me a Krispy Kreme gift card, man, that I plan to use. You gonna okay? use it? Because this Negro nonsense is ridiculous. All right, I need something to lift my spirits up. Because I don't. I come back to people talking about shooting each other's kids. Why don't they just have a nice mm-hmm. little dance battle? Can we get a little step off part two or something going on here? Yeah. Can Kevin dance? I don't know if Kevin. If y'all can't do a dance battle, do a sing off or something. What the hell's wrong with you two Negroes, I'm, man? I'm with you. Wait, 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 why don't they just fist fight? That, why don't Kev and Chris and, Brown just meet up and fight? I don't think Chris Brown is trying to give him any attention. The they should just, just fist fight it out and keep it moving. Mm-mm. But at this point, if they see each other and don't do nothing, then they both suckers to me, to be totally honest with you. But I think I definitely think they will do something if they see each other. I so hopefully it. they squash it out. It feel just like Soldier Boy and Chris Brown at the top of last year. Could you squash it if somebody said that about you and your child? No. Okay. No, definitely not. Hello, who's this? It's Kareem Kusar. Hey, what's up, bro? We're talking. We're talking. Kevin McCall. You think it was foul for what he said? Yeah, I think it was completely foul because once you feel, once you start putting people's kids into the situation, it causes a lot more static and miscommunication. That's somewhere you don't go. Okay. Thank you. Yes, and if you don't know why you got shot in your foot this time, <laughs> that's not the kind of energy you want to put out in the world, threatening to kill other people's kids, because you, you might get shot again somewhere else. Hello, who's this? This is Lisa. I don't think an empty threat can be foul. I don't know any gangsters who go on Twitter and talk about what they're going to do. That's what like, I was saying. Sis clearly shot himself in the foot to get attention. You mean Kevin. Uh, hey, Kevin. How, how, old you, how old are you, baby? Sis. How old I are you? I sis. 27. I mean, sis, he clearly shot himself in the butt. She said that's she's only 27? 27, that's right. Yeah. Let me tell you something exactly. about these. Now, I wouldn't know if I call these kids gangsters, but these people are definitely committing crimes via social media. I see. Committing I, crimes via social media is one thing, but what gangster do you know that actually goes on Twitter and says, oh, I'll kill somebody? Hey, I've been watching people get shot on live screams. All right. yeah, I, guess you're right. I don't know what you're you talking right. about, you, boo. You got, you got that one. You got that one, but... These kids is crazy, man. An empty right. threat, he clearly shot himself in the foot and then went on Twitter to talk about it so he could get attention. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it foul because it's an empty threat. All right. Well, thank you, mama. I Have don't day, consider y'all. no threat empty. All these threats is loaded. God damn it. 800-585-1051. Right. We're talking Kevin McCall now. He said... Explain to the people, Kevin McCall, he got shot in the foot over the weekend. Right, he was posting uh, stuff from inside the hospital, and somebody said to him, Kevin McCall was shot in the foot, and rumor is it was Chris Brown's goons. Well, Kevin McCall responded, Chris Brown and his seed would be in a casket if he had anything to do with me being shot. I can't believe y'all not explaining who the hell Kevin McCall is. Well, he is Chris Brown's artist. He, uh, no, he's not. Well, really he was didn't. Chris Brown's <laughs> artist, oh, okay. and he helped write Strip. Remember that joint back in the day? Mm-hmm. I just want to see your dick and right also now. Allegedly. All right. What? Anyway, we'll take your calls when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we're talking Kevin McCall. Now you don't know he was Chris Brown's artist. He got shot over the weekend, and then he said, what, ye? Somebody said that uh, Chris Brown's goons had him shot, and he responded, Chris Brown and his seed would be in a casket if he had anything to do with me being shot. Listen, I know one thing. You keep talking about people's kids being killed. You're probably going to get shot in the other foot. I know that much, all right? And number two, if you say I for an I, that means whatever happened to you, you should do to somebody else. Why are you bringing Chris's seed into it? That's eye for an eye and then ear for an ear. The crazy thing is Kevin McCall hit me about maybe about two weeks ago, right? Like physically? No, no, no. Called me up. He said he was coming <laughs> to New York. 
And he said that he's starting fresh and more positive in the new year. He said, there's a lot of kids watching me. I'm starting fresh. So I don't I don't know where it, it made a left turn or right Wasn't turn. Wasn't he was on Fix My Life, too? Was he? Yeah, he was on Fix My Life. I don't know. He said what he kids are watching Kevin McCall? But he, he didn't. I don't know. On that's social why you, media. That's why you got to have parental advisory sticks. Hello, who's this? Hey, y'all. It's Angie. Angie, what's up, mama? Nothing much. Just driving home from work. I love you guys. We love you right back. We're talking Kevin we McCall. We love all Angie's. You think he Ooh. went too far? I think that he's whack. Like, I really think he's like for response to a tweet and then bringing a man's daughter into it. I really think he's completely lame for that. Yeah, totally uncalled for. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then we see all these cute pictures of royalty over the weekend at the same time. It's like, why would you even do that? But by the way, there are people out there like that who will do harm to you and your family if they got a problem with you. I don't think Kevin McCall is one of those people. And if he is one of those people, he's a fool for announcing it on social media. Hello, who's this? This is Charmaine from Orlando, Florida. Hey, Charmaine. We're talking Hi. Kevin McCall. You think he went too far? Yeah, I love you guys. When you first start, I absolutely love you guys. I listen to you every single morning. Thank you, Mama. But I think anybody that has watched Kevin McCall, he has slowly just burned all type of bridges. His baby mother can't stand him. He hasn't seen his child. He has nothing to lose at this point. So him going after Chris Brown, it's just so, just how mental is. He just needs to find some type of spiritual help. Okay. Her phone is crazy. Spiritual help. You do realize God be ignoring some people, right? God ain't thinking about Kevin McCall. Hello? Breakfast Club, what's poppin'? What's up, who's what's this? Poppin'? what's good? What's up, man? We're talking Kevin McCall. What do you think about uh, what he said? Well, somebody need to finish the job on that little, on, on, on dude. So, um, because he talking mad crazy. Well, we don't want to kill him. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Christ. What's going on here? Nah, Everybody wants to one-up people. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a game of faith, okay? Hey, look, and check, and I get a shout-out because my birthday is Sunday. <laughs> well, How are we going to shout-out your birthday after you just talked about killing, killing somebody? somebody? <laughs> but go ahead. Judge your birthday. I mean, it is what it is. be 26 on Sunday, so. Okay. Happy birthday. Don't kill nobody, right? Well, happy birthday, sir. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? Oh, my God. The moral of the story is you don't threaten people's kids. Now, don't get me wrong. You can threaten people's kids, but just know that there will be consequences and repercussions, whether they come from that person's parents or they just come from the universe. All karma. There you go. That's it. All right. Well, we got uh, rumors on the way, Yee? Yes. Find out what ball player's wife says she will never call herself an NBA wife. Also, 50 Cent is teaching you how to beef. All right. All that and more. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Have you ever read The World Is Yours? On a blimp. No, Everybody. I ain't never read The World Is Yours on a blimp. Nigga, I ain't seen a blimp in years. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Aisha Curry. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Aisha Curry has a lot going on in her life. She has her Food Network show, Aisha's Home Kitchen. Okay. She also has opened her own flagship restaurant, International Smoke. She also is a face of cover girl now, and she has a cookware line. So she said she doesn't want to be known as an NBA wife. She said, I don't think I'll ever call myself that. I mean, I don't think my husband would call himself chef's wife. Now, she said, one thing that my mom always told me was to never lose yourself inside of your marriage. I'm happy that I've been able to find that so-called balance and be able to pursue my passions and to Take care of my family. Well, the truth to the matter is, Steph Curry is married to Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry is married to Steph Curry. Steph Curry plays in the NBA. Therefore, Aisha Curry is married to an NBA player, and Steph's married to a chef. What's the problem? I guess she doesn't want the label of just being called an NBA, NBA wife. wife. She wants to be able to say she is Aisha Curry. She's an entrepreneur. She has her own restaurant. She's face a cover girl. She's all that, but she's also well, NBA Well, wife. if it makes you feel better. She's Steph Curry's wife. She's Steph Curry's well, wife. Well, if it makes you feel better, Aisha Curry, all the basketball wives aren't uh, married to basketball players. 
All right. So technically that title means nothing. All right. Now 50 Cent was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and he talked about beef. And he actually was giving him some advice about how he could start beefing to get that top slot. Check it out. Beef is not always a bad thing. You need to have, like, even, like, like positive competition. That's like, like, who's in your time slot? Uh, it's me, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Bobby Flay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to beef. You know, I don't want... When they're really talented guys, you watch them and you go, Jimmy Kimmel. Especially, like, when you're number one in that time slot. You got to do that because you got to create... pressure. You got to create competition so you, like, stay on your game. That's right. Drop on the clues bombs for 50 Cent. That's exactly how you stay sharp, goddammit. All right? If you, don't know how, if you don't have no enemies, learn how to make some. <laughs> now, all of y'all out here too comfortable. One thing <laughs> I'm still friendly. beefing about is that Optimum has taken stars away from our cable channel lineup. And so now I'm not going to be able to watch Power when it comes out unless I got to figure out, I guess you could pay for it directly and watch it through the... Well, cancel your trouble. cable service. You should tell them. Cancel your cable service. I got to get a service. whole new service. I got yeah, the stars app. I got the app. I got oh, Hulu. Oh, the Stars app. What do I got? I forgot whatever I, I, whatever I got. I got all that. I got Hulu. I got the Stars app. I have Apple TV, but I think you still have to pay for Stars now that I don't have Boom. it. Boom. I got you don't Apple have TV. It on, you don't have it on Optimum anymore. So now to get the Stars app, it used to be free because you had the cable subscription. Right. Just but now that they it. took it off the Optimum lineup, it's you have to pay it. separately. It's worth it. You know, I just think Optimum should put Stars back. That's all. They should. Why would you get rid of it? There's a lot of channels on there, too. All right. And let's talk about your guy, Lenny Grant, a.k.a. Uncle Murder. Y'all started Uncle some beef up here. Now, you know the two, uh, Uncle Murder does his wrap-up. But Skills actually started the wrap-up, and there's some back and forth between the two of them now. Now, Skills put out Murdergram last week where he went at, uh, he, where he went at Uncle Murder for coming at him on the wrap-up. Check it out. Couple years ago, I'm up in AC. I get a call from Clark Kenning. He'll never call me talking about he heard your version of my song. He told you you was biting and you knew that you was wrong, but not for nothing. You was trying to make it better and try to reach out, see if we could do it together. I'm like, Clark, you must be faded. Why the fuck would I collab on some shit that I created? Y'all jaded. All right. Now he goes on to say there's a lot of rappers that are better than Uncle Murder in Brooklyn. Here's what he said. This the future. Now who the fuck get shot and make a tape called Respect the Shooter, huh? You an Adler, but that's all you do. I could name 20 Brooklyn rappers more relevant than you, so stop with us. I'll go with Kane, Big, and Jay, but that's obvious. Buckshot, Tech and Steel, Rock and Ruck, Most Def, Quali, Master Ace, Fabulous, Foxy, um... Lil' Kim and C's, Scott Zutore, oh, Joel Ortiz, I'm a Joey Badass, ass A-Z, M-O-P, when oh, told you shit, yeah, oh, yeah. Now, when he said that line about 20 rappers more relevant than Uncle Murder, I was like, really? In, In Brooklyn? Brooklyn? But then when he named them, I understood what he was saying. <laughs> but that's not a bad list. Like, no, no, not, that's not I a bad list. <laughs> that's not a bad list to be 21st on. It was meant to be a diss. Hey, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't really a diss. a diss. That just shows the greatness of Brooklyn, actually. All right. Well, he also did not think that Uncle Murder would respond, a.k.a. Lenny Grant. He didn't think he would be responding to him at all. He actually called in to the Breakfast Club and said, you know, he's not going to respond. And guess what? He actually did. Now, the song is called Why You Mad. Right. Is this an exclusive? Because I haven't seen it anywhere yet. Uh, I think so. Murder sent it to me last night. I believe it's an exclusive. I knew Murder was going to respond. That's the Brooklyn in him. And... Yeah, actually, Skills said you egged it on. I didn't egg it on. I just... What did you say? I, no. What did you just say? Nobody said about no animal. What are you what talking about? What did you about? just say? I said I knew murder will respond. That ain't sound like what you said to me. I don't know what came much about. <laughs> what? You, what, yeah, what? you know, they what, say Brooklyn. What came out my butt right now? What's what did he say? Through him easy? I knew he had it in him. 
Oh, I knew you had it in him. I was like, Whoa, what? That, <laughs> that even sounds weird. Y'all go too far all the <laughs> time. <laughs> I knew he was going to do it. I, I, <laughs> I mean, he's from Brooklyn. Can we get back to, to the beginning? Yeah. Brooklyn keeps on taking it. That's what they always say. Well, we have a snippet for you, and then I think Envy's going to play the whole song, right? Yep. Okay, well, here's some of the Why You Mad. Hey, yo, man, Skills, tell me why you mad, man. My thing is, like, like, there's been plenty of cats who tried to do rap-ups, and that's cool, but nobody's ever been that disrespectful, like, and I'm like, bro, like... Shut the Brooklyn been taking... Push. He disrespecting the jokes, now he gotta get clapped. He fell off. Why y'all gassing him? That was whack. Y'all wanted somebody else to respond, not that. He ain't popping. I don't get no points if I am out. Beefing with a rapper that nobody care about. He don't matter. He mad I got the rap up lit again. It's lit. And next year I'm taking your shit again. I get I know you're feeling like your chain got snatched. And I remind you, hey, yeah, that you can't get it back. <laughs> All right. Y'all can kiss my ass. Uncle Murder can rap, Yeah, I told you Uncle Murder can rap. Uncle Murder can rap. I'm going to play the full version. I'm going to start the mix over there. Very entertaining. Skills can rap, too, though. Skills can rap. But I will say, if we just talking about wrap-ups this year, I thought that uh, Skills wrap-up was better than Murders this year. Think so? Murders was good, but he just repeated a lot of the same things. Murders was long. Murders was about, what, six minutes long? I thought it was like, yeah, I thought it was long. Seven minutes long, Paul. Man, he repeated a lot of the same things. Like, Like, Skills really... Focused on a lot of different things that happened. I did enjoy year. listening to Uncle Murders, though. I laughed a lot when I was listening to it. But yes, yeah, so we're going to play that whole thing for you, Lenny Grant. Uh, and that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.